0: Exodus 13 and 17 And it came to pass When Pharaoh had let the people go That God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines Although that was near Everybody say that was the short route For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war. And they return to Egypt. But God led the people out through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. The inconvenient way. But the doctrinal way. He was going to teach them doctrine. Through all of the stations that they halted at in the wilderness and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt he would not take him by the way of the Philistines because he was afraid they would see war and turn back to Egypt that was the near way but he took him the long way because he had some things to teach them So I want to talk to you tonight from this thought. The detours have not changed the destiny. Do you believe that tonight? How many of you have ever felt like you were on a detour? How many of you feel like the closer you get to the promise, the further away it gets? Have you ever felt like God's promise was delayed a lot longer than you thought it was going to be? God, we thank you for this power that's in this place. And Lord, I pray that you'd take us from here somewhere we've never gone before. Help us, Lord God. To flow in the Spirit of God. And I pray, Lord, that there would be a holy, holy breakthrough in this place tonight in Jesus' name. You can be seated. They went up harnessed out of the wilderness, verse 18 says. That word harnessed means armed, arrayed for battle, or in orderly array. And that sounds contradictory to me, to what he said, lest they see war, peradventure they see war, and turn back to Egypt. But yet the word harnessed means armed, arrayed for battle, and an orderly array. And so what that tells me is, is that they were equipped as an army, but they were not mentally prepared. And their faith had to be perfected. just like many, if not all of us in here tonight. We've taken on us the whole armor of God. God harnessed us and pulled us up out of the world that we were living in, some out of deep debauchery. He harnessed you and the moment he filled you with the Holy Spirit, and you began to speak in other tongues. And the moment that you were baptized in the name of Jesus, you were armed for battle. Then he brought you, he brought you in here to fall in line, soldier, to get in the place that you're supposed to be to teach you how to walk in lockstep with the rest of the army of God. God projects promises well into the future. And even what we call long in waiting is really short to God. I mean, he's way out in the future. He's telling you things about your future. Some of you, The Lord has revealed things to you that are so far beyond what your mind can even wrap itself around right now. Now, if you don't have a dream or a vision or a promise like that, that's because you hadn't sought Him earnestly enough. It may be your own goals and ambitions. But when God puts something out there, it's so big that you can't even possibly imagine how this could ever come to pass how does he take a slave nation and give them a land that doesn't just belong to one nationality but it belongs to many not just one army but many of different strategies and different battle formats and how's he going to do that it's so big You can't hardly wrap your mind around it. And over time, you get promise fatigue. You're believing for it so long. And as I said just a few minutes ago, the closer you get to it, the further away that it seems. And the reason for that is because the longer you pursue it, there is a growth that's happening in you. God is teaching, God is challenging. But he's bringing humility. And all of a sudden it just seems like you'll you'll never get there because he is humbling you in order to inherit the promise that he is giving. That's what happened to Joseph. Some of you have had Joseph dreams. Some of you have had dreams that you misinterpreted. You thought it was this, but it was really this, but it didn't negate the dream. The dream is still the dream. The misinterpretation of the dream does not change the details of the dream. It's still the same dream. But it took him over 20 years to get to the place where God was going to use him to be a blessing to his family. And eventually, his entire family of 70 souls during a famine was going to end up in a place called Goshen, a place of blessing. I want to just ask you about your dream tonight. I want to ask you, are you willing to pursue it for 20 years if need be? No, I want it now. If I can't get it now, I don't want it. I'm sure nobody's ever said that. Probably some like myself have thought, maybe even said it out loud, by the time I get to the fulfillment of that dream, I'll be too old to enjoy it. Am I the only one in the place that's thought that? Joseph. But he was a chosen vessel to distribute things to God's people in a time of famine. His pit, his prison, his false accusation in the palace. The detours in Joseph's life did not change the destiny. Of Joseph's life now this is what some of us have been fighting lately it just feels like the harder you try the less you accomplish it just feels like I just I've given it everything that I've got and nothing has changed and nothing has become different I'm not talking to anybody here tonight now if I'm not talking to you just turn me off and you just head out there's several exits Am I talking to anybody here tonight? How in the world are we going to get there? Well, you might have to go through a pit. That's not what the dream said. The dream didn't tell me nothing about no pit. The dream didn't tell me they called me an adulterer. The the dream didn't tell me I'd sit and rot in a prison after I interpreted... The dream of the man that is now back at the right hand of Pharaoh himself. The dream didn't tell me all that kind of stuff, just told me the good stuff. The dream never tells you about the detours, and the vision never tells you about the delays that are going to take place, but the detours have not changed the destiny. Abraham was given a promise at the age of 75. 75 years old. For those of you that think it's too late, he was given a promise at 75 years old, and it was 25 years before he received the promise. Now, I have to go back and do some calculations, but it was probably somewhere between 10 and 13 years, and nothing had happened of what that angel said to Abraham, Now I want you to realize this: an angel came to Abraham and Sarah and looked like a man, and they're cooking meals. I mean, they're sitting down having dinner together with angels. I mean, these angels that these great supernatural beings and here's this man that comes up and says, "You're going to bear a son." And Sarah laughs. And now 12, 13, 10, 13 years have gone by. And nothing has happened. And Sarah says, "Hey, hey, bro, listen. I mean, whatever, whatever we thought we heard, whoever that was that we thought visited us, who, whoever that was that said those words to me, I, I laughed then, but I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing anymore. I, I'm, I'm really tired of this. Won't you take Hagar? Won't you take the substitute dream? Won't you take?" The politically expedient dream. The one that costs less. The one that you don't need as much faith for. She's fertile. Won't you take her? She's not having the problem that you and I are having. Won't you go ahead and we'll just be done with that. That way we don't have to lie awake anymore at night thinking about it. We don't have to be frustrated about it anymore. We don't have to see everybody laughing at us anymore <laughs> like y'all think y'all going to have children like, oh, What's wrong with you? You're 90-something years old. You're 80-something years old. Why don't you take Hagar? And he did. And she bears Ishmael. And then a few years later, I don't know, 10, 11 years later, here comes the same voice speaking to him and say, hey, I know I hadn't visited you in a long time. It's been 24 years. But that promise that I made to you, boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. That promise I made you 24 years ago is going to come to pass at this set time next year. Are you, are you kidding me? God, are you kidding me? This is what we do. Abraham's just like us. Are you kidding me, God? Are you serious right now? I got to so say, we've already had a son. We already been down that road. We already did what you told us to do and that promise has already come to pass. He said, "No, no, no. You did what you could do. But my promise shall be with Isaac. Because I've got a purpose for what's coming out of you." Abraham, this was never really about you. It was about what was going to come out of you. Detours. Detours. 25 years. And so the other day as the Lord started dealing with me about this word, it came as a result of this question. God, why did you tell me about Dillard's 15 years ago? Why couldn't you have waited 10 years? Why couldn't you have waited 13 years? Why couldn't you have waited till last year? We've been holding on to this for 15 years. Why did you tell us back then? He he answered so quickly. He said, because a lot has happened in 15 years, and you would have been tempted to go for something that was not my will. And so I wanted to show you what my will was well ahead of time uh, so you wouldn't settle for something that was not my will. I'm sorry if y'all don't have conversations with God about that. I have conversations. I'm like, God, what's up? Come on, man. I mean, seriously, right now, like, it's been 15 years, and he's like, yeah, Abraham waited 25 years. So hush. And so I'll say the, th- the same thing. It ain't about that building. It's about what's going to come out of that building. it ain't about us it's about him and god's got a plan and god knows his timing so i want to preach to somebody that's been on a long detour and i want to preach to somebody that's been delayed and delayed and delayed Uh, hey the flight may be delayed but the destination has not been canceled i want to preach to somebody right now you in the airport a little longer than you thought that you were going to have to hang out but the destiny is the destiny and the dream is the dream I want to tell somebody that Isaac is coming whether you like it or not oh <laughs> yeah yeah, that's non-traditional. It's not time to run the aisles yet. I want to tell somebody tonight, and I'm not even I'm not even near done, but I just want to go ahead and just tell you right now that Isaac is in your womb, even if he hadn't yet been conceived. He's there in the mind of God, and the Word of God is there, and it's going to produce when it's time to produce. This ain't about your womb. This ain't about your seed. This is about what God has planted on the inside of you. Look at your neighbor and say, Isaac's coming. Come on, tell somebody Isaac is coming. Uh, whether you want him to or not, he's coming uh, because God chose you, Abraham. Uh, God chose you, Sarah. The detours uh, have not changed uh, the destiny. Yeah. I don't know why you're staring. Watch Jesus, watch Jesus. Jesus, Lazarus is sicker than he's ever been before. If you don't hurry up, Lazarus ain't going to be here much longer. You've got to hurry and get Jesus and make sure that he gets here before Lazarus breathes his last breath. And so he runs over to get Jesus. And he tells Jesus, come on, Jesus. And Jesus, and Jesus, uh, let's just pretend you found him right here. And Jesus is going like this. He's going... hurry but hurry thank you but hurry but hurry jesus get a hurry hurry jesus i can't hold on much longer i can't believe much longer you got to hurry jesus you got to hurry lazarus is dying the word is dying your friend is dying what you chosen was dying that connection we had was is dying and when they finally came to him and said he's dead he said good we can head that way now let's go on and head that way Watch Jesus. Let's go where Lazarus is. And that's what it feels like every time you pray. Hurry, Jesus, hurry. He's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. And all of a sudden, you know the story, most of you. And he gets there, and he's been dead for four days. He's been dead for four days. And Mary is running out saying, Jesus, if you had been here, our brother had not died. But Jesus said, "Oh no, Mm-mm. death ain't the problem. Never was the problem. Matter of fact, I'm about to show you something that I couldn't have showed you four days ago. I'm gonna tell. I, I'm gonna tell somebody right now." Jesus is saying, just hold on, because when I get there, I'm going to show you something I couldn't have shown you 10 years ago. I'm going to do something in you and through you that I couldn't have done if you hadn't gone through that hell, if you hadn't gone through that detour, if that delay hadn't happened. I couldn't have shown you this, but watch what I do now. I'm not just the healer. I'm the resurrection. Sometimes Lazarus has to die before Jesus comes through. not too old it hasn't been too long Jesus hadn't forgotten he's omniscient he knows the end from the beginning there at the feet of Sinai and Moses disappears up into the cloud they think man what's fixing to happen this is going to be awesome I can't wait to see because man The fear of God's on me so strong, I'm trembling just standing here looking at the mountain. I can't even look at the mountain. I can't wait for Moses to come back with a word. Anybody ever felt like the man of God went silent? Don't point at me. (laughs) If God don't tell me to say something, you don't want me talking. Where's my prophetic reminder? had the word when you came out of Egypt. you were harnessed up out of Egypt. you were fully equipped when you came out of Egypt. It's just that God had to work on your faith and had to work on your mindset. God he's been gone for 30 days. where's our prophetic reminder? We need to be reminded every other week that God still loves us and he still cares about us and he's still hearing our prayer. I'm not talking to anybody don't raise your hand. Am I talking to anybody? And Moses disappeared. And watch this. This is what it said in Exodus 32. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mountain. Everybody say he delayed. The people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses... The man that brought us up out of this land of Egypt. We know not what is become of him. Let me tell you something. The promise is the promise with or without me. So well, I need a pastor. Yeah, you do. But that don't mean it's going to be me when the promise comes to pass. Now, I ain't planning on dying soon. So that may mean that some of y'all had to wait a long time. But you understand what I'm saying? I don't have to be around at your ever beck and call for the promise to come to pass. I, I don't have to be on speed dial on your phone for me to tell you that it's gonna be okay, for you to know that it's gonna be okay. I'm not don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I just don't want you to rely on my word of encouragement because there might be times that I might need to take a vacation from the moaning and groaning in people's lives. I got my own moaning and groaning. But whether Moses is at the top of the mountain or on the backside of the desert somewhere, don't you ever make a God to replace what God has said He's going to do in your life. It doesn't matter whether you can see Him or you can't see Him. Don't you throw gold into the fire and start worshiping a golden calf. The delays and the detours do not change the destiny. Now, I'm not going to be much longer. And you don't have to be seated, but you can. Well, watch this. We got a little verse in the scripture in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. It's just a little verse of scripture that just doesn't seem like much until you put it in this context here tonight. The Lord is not slack. Concerning his promises. Watch. But he added this. As some men count slackness. What some men accuse God of being. He's not like that. Their slackness defines God as the one that always lets you down. But his slackness is the God that says I'm preparing you to receive it and it's going to take more time than you originally thought. There's going to be more bumps in the road than you originally thought. There may be even times when it seems like you're going nowhere but backwards. But that is not the slackness of God. That is the preparation of God. That's the winnowing of God. That's the sifting of God. That's the cutting back of God and preparing you for what he is going to do. I know this is a simple message here tonight, but I just want to tell somebody in this house get a hold of the dream and get a hold of the promise and don't you ever let it go because it is going to come to pass. It's going to happen. The detours have not changed the destiny. God is going to do something in your life that is going to astound you the first time that you saw the promise, that overwhelming feeling that you felt somewhere along the way. The enemy has taken something out of you and you feel like it ain't gonna happen, but it is gonna happen. It is gonna come to pass. Your destiny is God's. chosen path for your life oh come on somebody praise him right now come on somebody praise him right now Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Go ahead, just go ahead and pray. Let me tell you something. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. God is not angry at you. I don't know who you are. But God is not angry at you. God has not forgotten you. No, you'll never be good enough. But he's preparing you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can I say something right now? I don't have permission to say this, but I'm I'm saying this in the Holy Ghost. Sister Warren, I'm sorry if I'm embarrassing you or telling something personal. But she had a condition in her body that the doctors as they do we're given that concerned look. You know, we got to do these tests because now it's, it's passed a certain thing and it's, it's mandatory. That when we do this, we have to do this procedure and we got to do this surgery and we got to do this biopsy and all this kind of stuff. Well, when you start hearing talk like that, she ain't said this to me as far as I know. She's a champion walking 50 feet off the ground. But I know what happens. There's a sinking feeling that comes. And we start questioning everything it's like what is this is this my lot is this my destiny is this what's going on she ain't said none of that neither has brother warren but but we were praying we were praying it's been weeks and then they were supposed to do it and then they said well we can't do it because of this and because of some covid deal and because of this or whatever and then then so it's prolonged and it's like i don't know what the outcome is i'm just i'm just speaking for her she ain't said none of this but then, then, all this you just, you just delay, and here we're going to reschedule it. It gets rescheduled, and then we got we're going to have to move it two weeks. We got to do it two weeks from now, and then the ice storm and all that kind of stuff coming. And all the while, you got you got stuff going through your mind. You got stuff going through your mind. But let me tell you something: He is a God of health. He's a God of health. He's a God of health. And I didn't talk as much to her as I did to Brother Warren. But he and I both just kept telling each other, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. This is God. Hey, it's ain't, ain't no problem. Ain't nothing wrong with her. And that's the way you've got to talk. Because you don't know when the dream, when the dream comes, if there's going to be moments like that you don't know when the dream comes I'm speaking to somebody that's been laid off uh, and sa- ever since then or something didn't work out or some business venture hadn't worked out things hadn't panned out like you thought it was going to pan out and things have gotten con- consistently financially worse for you I'm preaching to somebody in this place uh, that God didn't tell you about the pit no he didn't but he knew it was there he didn't tell you about false accusation no but he knew it was there it has not changed the destiny whatever God said when you came out of Egypt is what God is still saying my God I'm preaching to somebody and I'm telling you to get your faith up get your faith up come on Abraham somebody's gonna look up a year ago a year from now and be holding Isaac in their hand. oh pray with me right now pray with me right now and by the way there was no cancer come on I'm preaching to somebody right now. Get your faith up. Come on. Come on. If this word is for you, I want you to run to this altar with your hands lifted and say, God, I believe, I believe, I believe, God. His name's going to be Isaac. that's it, come on somebody get demonstrative with it in the name of Jesus God has put something in your womb that is going to come to pass it's as sure as us being in this building tonight yeah I'm preaching to a teenager I'm preaching to a Preaching to a business owner. I'm preaching to a senior citizen in here tonight. I preach it to a 50-something year old. I preach it to a 10-year-old here tonight. Oh, you've been chosen. God has chosen your womb to bring forth his promise. to somebody and i'm telling you your income is gonna double i don't care what kind of setbacks you have i don't care what has come against you i don't care what it looks like right now god is going to bring multiplication to your life god is going to complete you jesus jesus Come on, get your passion back Get your passion back God has had to cut some things out of your life So that he can bless you the way he intended to bless you Oh, you're not only going to survive, you're going to thrive. You're going to make it. The detour has not changed the destiny.